This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody. After we beat you, the Warriors die and the Ducks fly. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up, guys? Before we get into it, a little explanations in order. Kevin, uh, what happened with the podcast last week? Uh, my bad, guys. I was like moving and stuff, and 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 you know that that took up a lot more time than I expected it to. And then also, I had a pothole from hell, and I uh, got a flat tire, so uh, had to take care of that. And uh, so yeah, here we are. My bad. Yeah. Just to be clear, I did not accidentally delete the entire episode again. Again. I just wanted again. to make <laughs> I just wanted to make that crystal clear. So I don't get any hate mail. Not that I did anyway, but still. Alright, Tommy. Send what? in your hate mail if, like we'd love That's to read true. it. Yeah, you could you can send in hate mail. If you hate Mike as much as we do, let us know. We want to hear about it. Quackattackpod at gmail dot com. Alright. Anyway, Tommy, what's our topic today? Um, I think this is going to be a good one. What would happen if the Mighty Ducks didn't win their championship games? That is correct. So the first one is obviously the Hawks. And are we establishing that everything went the same and Charlie well, misses that, the penalty shot? That's the problem shot? with this. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like beyond that. No, in oh. in the championship game, do they just oh, get geez. run? Okay. Or do they like yeah, does Charlie miss the shot and that kind of like spiral everything? Oh beyond like Peewees. No, I'm just saying in that Hawks game. Oh, just the Hawks. Are game. we establishing that all the events leading up to Charlie's penalty shot were exactly the same, but Charlie missed the shot and then the Ducks lost in overtime? Or are we just going off kind of the deep end here and saying that game didn't happen, and the Hawks just kind of ran the Ducks. Well, let's look at both. Like, okay, because I think if uh, if the Hawks just run the Ducks, I mean, well, that, I mean that destroys everything. Well, obviously, but I think if Charlie misses, like, it's different if Charlie misses the shot because I think Charlie just gets like destroyed. Yeah, like he. So let's so let's go from him missing the shot. So okay. what happens in overtime? I think overtime's a guaranteed loss there. Really? Yeah. Well, Charlie's on the bench balling like yeah, a little Charlie's, bitch. Yeah, Charlie's Charlie's destroyed. And the team is now second-guessing Gordon because he put Charlie out there instead of Gee as oh, the team exactly. wanted. You don't think they can rally? I don't think so. I think they realized that was their chance. See, I'm normally the pessimist in the group here, and I think they could rally. I think they're enough... Uh, I don't want to say egomaniacs, but I think there are enough like players on the team with enough confidence that think that they can put the team on their back, that they could, in theory, prevail in that situation. I think what would happen is, like Mike said, is because they all want Guy to take the shot. And I can imagine Charlie missing it, and everyone be like, why did we let Charlie take it? And then like Gordon's obviously having to like, console Charlie because he's just 
mm-hmm. you know, bawling, bawling his eyes out, and he can't go back out on the ice. I can imagine Jesse trying to, like, take it upon himself and then just getting, like, a really bad turnover by him trying to, like, hot dog it, like, up the ice, and then the Hawks just scoring, like, 40 seconds in overtime. See, but I could also see it. I could also see Guy just being like, it's all right, Charlie, I got you, brother, and just, like, Gee, Gee would keep a level yeah. head. I yeah. think he would, but I don't. I think Jesse and I mean they don't have banks at this point. I think um, he could weather the storm, like for the team as a whole. Like calm Jesse down, you know, shake him if he has to, yeah. whatever he has to do. I think, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's likely, but I think it's possible. I don't think he has the balls to step up to Jesse if Jesse's going nuts, like you said, to shake him down. I don't think that's possible. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that shook something loose in Guy though. Okay. You know, maybe Guy was upset at first, but then he, you know, he realizes he has to be the guy now because Charlie's crying like a little bitch on the bench after he missed <laughs> that shot. The one point, I guess there's a couple points I could give you. First is that the Ducks have all the momentum. You know, they were down what four one. They mm-hmm. come back to tie the game. They get this penalty shot late, so they got the momentum heading into overtime. And then you have. Gordon's speech, he's like, you might make it, you might miss it. Either way, like, I'm proud of you, Charlie, whatever he says. So that established, like, before the shot that, like, it wasn't all on Charlie. So maybe Charlie rebounds. Maybe Bombay gives a fiery speech and really gets some hype for overtime. But I think that missed shot by Charlie, the Hawks realize, okay, we escaped here we, we, we fucked that up we we can't fuck that up again exactly no. it's time to put him away and i think it's just a guaranteed loss uh, there do you think do you think there's any chance that bombay goes jack riley on charlie after he misses <laughs> that yes i think there's a good chance like because snaps i'm gonna go we're gonna go all the way back to episode one here bombay was all about winning i mean we have tommy and i have some disagreements about this but bombay wanted to win that game Oh, sure. of course he wants to win. Bombay, like, like that was a huge point. Like, it's, oh, it's just a peewee game, whatever. No. No, he would killed his own mother to win. That was that a game. seminal moment in Gordon Bombay's life there. So he might have just snapped on him after Charlie misses that shot. So do you think that, that speech he gave to Charlie, you might you might make it, you might not, that was all bullshit? That was just, like, good coaching to get into Yeah, he's, like, like pumping him up. Like, like or calming him down, work. but, like, this, right yeah. mindset. Yeah, I think Bombay harkened back to his... 10-year-old day and realized that Riley's speech, he knew how that made him feel. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I got to do whatever, like, Riley did. I got to do the opposite of that. So he's like, okay, I'll just pump Charlie up, pump him up, pump him up. But, like, if he doesn't hit this, could be over for him. So now, Bombay, either way, you have this Bombay-Conway relationship that's drastically different. It's fractured. Yeah, well, what happens if Charlie misses that shot? Well, okay, let's in this we're going to go that Charlie misses the shot and then the Hawks win in overtime, okay? It's um you know, I'm not sure that Bombay like loses it cuz I I really do think that that we've established that he like obviously he he wants to win, mm-hmm. but he's able to put on a game face like Charlie, like it's all right and he's able to control. I think you know, maybe like when Bombay is by himself, or something, he just like goes on a bender or something like that. But I think outwardly toward the Ducks, he's able to be like, "Hey, you know, it's not the end of the world." 
That's true. That, that fair points. I prefer the world where Bombay loses all of his. <laughs> sh- he, he loses his shit and he can't contain himself, and it's just like all, you know, bundled up in this moment, and he just loses it. And I think him and Charlie are done. So what happens immediately after he loses it there? Okay, well, so are we Charlie's assuming... mom obviously is pissed at Bombay for losing his shit. Uh-huh. So when Charlie skates over after missing it, Bombay loses it on him, like he. Or either, or is either, it after they lose? Either he's like incredibly passive aggressive about it and just like doesn't speak or look at Charlie, or he loses his shit and just like screams in his face. <laughs> either way, I think it is great TV. Okay, um, that's really what we want out of the Pee Wee Hockey Association. Exactly, there. it's all about ratings. So we touched on this a little bit, but do the Ducks resent? Bombay for making that decision to put Charlie in. Or Absolutely. Can they get yeah, past it? Definitely. Absolutely. And yeah. If they lose in overtime, I mean, they think about it for the rest of their lives. Really? I, I mean, Guy is probably... I mean, for one thing, they're they're going to like... Uh, even if it was small, they're always going to be second-guessing Bombay. They, they can never trust him again. And they can never trust Charlie again either. I mean... Kids, and for that matter, kids, when they grow up to be adults, still resent... Decisions their coaches made, how, however insignificant they might be. I still have friends that are pissed off about their JV playing time in high school. Like, yeah, they're going to fucking hate Bombay because he just ruined their, you know, collective lives. I mean, they didn't realize they were going to go on to be, you know, champions of the Goodwill Games or mm-hmm. go to Eden Hall. But that will always stick in their heads if that happens. Okay, so this resentment, if you take that step further, they don't have the same feeling towards Bombay after that game that they do if they win, obviously. So does Bombay return? Does he go, or does he does he follow the same path and go to the minors? Does he have the confidence to go to the minors? Yeah, so you think, I think Bombay still goes to the minors as in like, I'm going to cut my losses and, and go try it out. This is my time now. Like, hey, those kids, I put my faith in those kids and... And I know that like they're not going to be able to, you know, perform under me. I mean, he he's a smart guy. He he recognizes that they don't trust him, and so he's going to the minors. I, see, I don't know. I don't. I, I I don't think he has that spark. I think he loses the spark. I think he you know goes back to the firm and oh, so or, oh, oh now he can't. Firm. I guess he can't go back to. Maybe Duxworth, he opens up but... his own his own firm or something like that. I don't know. He seems like a like a big firm kind of guy. He doesn't seem like a hang your own shingle and okay. start your you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. seems like maybe he moves to New York or or Boston or, you know, a big city and tries you know, tries the uh the lawyer thing. I don't know. I think he I think that completely alters his his path. Yeah. Okay. I think he loses that hockey spark again. Okay. So he's just done. He's like, it didn't work out for me. I'm going back to where yeah. I start or I came from or Until Hans gets his hooks back in him later. Well, I think the whole th- thing was Gordon, we've, we've established that Gordon has always been about got to get that win. But I think you can agree that much of what like Gordon's, like he learned, like it's not always about winning. And so mm-hmm. I think he learned something from the loss. Like when was the last time the Ducks lost? The Ducks never lost before then, right? Because he had that whole thing, the Ducks are undefeated, right? And they did have like the one forfeit loss, which he doesn't count, I'm sure. Yeah, like, they no, had, one's, no one's going to count that. They had the one tie. 
mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. The very first game, they had the forfeit loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they won the rest of them. So, but also, you're a, I mean, a very important part of that was them getting over the hump and winning the championship. So you're assuming that his character is strong enough that without that peak, that that he would just keep on going with this more you know morality like oh winning's not all that important. I don't know. I think that's a very important moment for him personally. Well, I think also because he he realized that he didn't want to be Jack Riley, mm-hmm. and also okay, you have to remember yeah. the other stuff that happened in the championship game, like when uh when McGill took out Banks. You know, I mean, he sees like, wow, that you know, this he could have really hurt this kid, and like, it's all about winning, and you know, I don't want to be about that. And then honestly, like. I think maybe he does lose the spark for for hockey because he's like just one second, and you know Banks' career can be done. I don't want to. I don't want to be that way. And so maybe he does go back to a law firm, but maybe he doesn't. He doesn't have that aggressive attitude that made him so good. So maybe he's not as good of a lawyer now. Okay, that game you made some good points about Bombay in that game. I think that game he really realizes he doesn't want to be Jack Riley. He does like maybe winning is there, but he goes that could lead to him. Coming back, I think Bombay loses, and he. I think he wants to like finish what he started. So there. he like rededicates himself, and he tries to come back. But then we establish that the Ducks don't like him; they resent him for his coaching decision. So how's he gonna come back? So it's tough. Oh, Kevin, go also, ahead. also you have to factor in it's it's really easy to play that morality card when you win. Yeah, when you're winning. So. You know, maybe he comes back. Maybe some of the Ducks come back and play for him. Maybe he's a completely different coach. I mean, you never really know because it really is easy to play that morality card when you're the king of the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, oh, we don't have to do this. We're we're the Ducks, you know, but when you're not when you're not the king, I mean, you can't. It's not as easy to play that card, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. But at the same time, he was kind of playing that card before they were the king. Like, the Hawks were still the king during that game. And, I mean, the Ducks had just made this run. And well, yeah. Oh, and then you fall short. Yeah. And it didn't work. Oh, so he sees the Ducks or the Hawks are saying. immoral. Saying it's really and it's easy like, to, uh, you know, when you've got that going, when it's working, and then you fall into that trap. Yeah. But, it, it like, for most of that game, it wasn't working. They were down 4-1. They were tied late. They were tied at the end of the game, at the end of the third period there. So like he was still playing it a little bit before they were really they had a handle on the game. So lot to think about there. Now I want to I want to ask um, unless you you had something to build off that. What happened to the Hawks after that? I was gonna get to that. Okay, never mind. I was gonna get yeah, to that. Shut up, Tommy. We'll get to that later. We just need the two part pod this because we're already fifteen minutes in. <laughs> so that's fine though. So before we get to the Hawks. We go back to the Ducks. Now, we see the Ducks, D2, they're going, they're hanging out with each other. They've got this great camaraderie. If they lose that game, do they have the same type of camaraderie, cohesiveness that they had before? Well, I think if they lose that game, there's no way that there is no junior Goodwill games for any of the Ducks. Not even Banks. Because, I mean, yeah, Banks was good, but... You know, I I, I think what they do is... um, Tibbles, he finds a new coach. And that coach is want going to want his players. Well, I don't think mm-hmm. Tibbles even considers Bombay. That well, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and even if Hans is pitching him, it doesn't You don't happen. think Banks is good enough? I think he's good enough, but I think the um, 
the other coach is going to want his own team. I think they get another coach who has similar in terms of like he's going to bring his core of players and then they're going to, of course, do the whole like bring in players from like regionally. And we've kind of talked about this. Do you think it's Riley? Good question. And and if it is Riley, does but, Bank does he bring Bank? I mean, he knows Banks is a great that's player. True. He um, I don't think Banks could ever like get play again again with the Hawks because of what happened in the championship game. But I mean, even if it's not the Hawks, maybe he brings one or two Hawks. Do so it's more of a national. Riley team? brings Banks because he knows. I mean, Banks was his golden goose. Yeah, but Banks knows that McGill like. Like Riley put the hit well, on Mc- Banks. Okay, what if McGill is out of the? Out no, of no, the but he knows Riley's the one who put the hit on him. Okay. I don't think Banks doesn't play for him. I, I guess, mean, like Banks' I, dad doesn't, I guess probably doesn't so let him much happen. about Banks playing for him. Would Riley want want Banks? Banks? I think Riley n- n- would cut his loss. He knows the importance of no, because I mean, if you if you're gonna have a great player, but he he's not gonna play for you, so why why are you gonna? Okay, I think Riley is arrogant enough that he would want Banks and that he could convince Banks to play for him. I think he would simply for the reason of like pro scouts. I think he would be able to get him, but I I think it wouldn't work out. I, I really don't. Oh yeah, it could be a disaster. That'd be great. Especially would be great. TV. Especially if there were there were more Hawks on the team because I think we'd say like Riley would bring his core group of players with mm-hmm. him, and then there could be a lot of like tension there in that locker room. And also, I'm not sure he would go after like Riley is a great coach. We've established that. But Tibbles, can he really sell Riley? Because they're exactly. looking for like the fun coach. Even though you can always sell like a like a like a good coach, but at that level, it's a lot harder to sell like a hard ass coach. Well, okay. So in that alternate universe, does he get Banks? I mean, Banks obviously is okay. If, if if the entire Mighty Ducks team can can become the Goodwill Games team, uh-huh. then Banks is always the common denominator in any All Star team scenario, nationally or otherwise. So, are so, you saying Banks wouldn't be there no, simply I, I'm, because of the Ducks' loss? I'm saying that there's a chance that he could get left out. I mean. Banks, Banks was obviously the best player in that league. And so he's going to get a lot of a lot of looks and everything. Um, so I don't know. It, it really depends on the coach because w- the, the coach is going to want to bring in his own players. Well, it's, it's about Tibbles. I think – well, I think we got to go back. First of all, I don't think Tibbles – Takes Riley. I don't think he thinks he can. No, no, run. no. no. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think he. So you're saying let's just say that he does take Riley. No, no. no, let's, no, no, no. We're he, we're talking about Banks. Let's say yeah, they get yeah, like yeah. a, a coach from Banks somewhere else. You're just say, I think it anyway. depends on the coach. I think it depends on the coach. 100%. I I th- I would I wouldn't be surprised me if Banks is on the short list of like players like because let's say they go grab like a, a coach from Denver or a coach from like Boston or something. I mean, they grab Herb Brooks, not Herb Brooks. Herb. Herb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he's probably got better things to do. <laughs> but let's say they grab like a co- like a coach from Boston who's going to have that core pl- group of players, his own Boston guys. I think you have the same internet, like our national guys, like Kenny Wu, things like that. But I think the only way that that happens is with the Ducks, like with a team like that that has like the media. So do you think they instead make it more of a a pool? Yeah, it's a tryouts that grab. I don't know. I don't know how. 
we'll, we'll speak mean, to expert Mike over here. The coach is going to have a say. I think there's going to be – I mean, we established Tibble's marketing. Tibble's obviously has a lot of direction in forming this team because I don't know how much Bombay saw of Wu or whatever. But, I mean, traditionally, you'd probably – you'd have some tryout camps at different places around the country, and then you'd probably cut it down to one, like, centralized camp with a bunch of kids, and then you take those kids from that time. But who knows? Because Tibbles put like half the team together on his own, basically, and then he was like, "Hey, Bombay, you can have half your guys." So we don't know how the system works. So I think it's, I think Tibbles can Tibbles market Banks. He might be able to, but like Banks was not a high level like marketable player during the Junior Goodwill Games for Tibbles. He was looking elsewhere. So I don't know if Tibbles shoehorns him in like he does with Wu or Dwayne Robertson or somebody like that. So Or Mendoza who can't yeah. stop. So it, I think yeah, it would great scouting there. Yeah. <laughs> great point. So I think it would come down to the coach and him evaluating Banks and seeing if he could fit on the team. Because it's all about it's about fit too. It's not about just straight talent, you know? So I do think Banks could probably fit on, on any team that he yeah. plays for. And I think he pro showed that in with Eden Hall. It's like he, he knows, like, okay, like I, I kind of have to show that I belong here. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and, you know, just do my job. And I think that's the approach he would take to try and get on a national team. In this alternate universe, Eden Hall, that might not even happen. Well, I don't, well, I don't think it does if they're not the junior goodwill games. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I think Banks could. Like, I bet you oh, since we – Yeah, I think Banks is the might. one guy that will – Bombay, yeah. since he went to Eden Hall, I bet you he could that's write him a, a letter of rec. Too. And he's, he pulls him aside, hey, I, you know, th- things didn't work out here, but – you know, I want you to to keep in mind about Eden Hall. And maybe Banks was like, I want to go to Eden Hall anyway because it's the best, clearly the best hockey program in the state, if not the region or the country. So how many state championships in a row was it? Nine. Nine. So so yeah. I think Banks is fine. Oh, Banks yeah, is yeah. fine after, but I don't know about the rest of the Ducks. I mean, Charlie have already established he's really distraught. Oh, he went crying home like a little bitch. Yeah. And I think some of the other kids that – were newbies on the Junior Goodwill Games might find their way there too, like Julie Cat or people like that. But we're still talking about D1 here. So we got to go back to the Hawks. So they win. They win their, what, 20th straight state title. But they have this incident where it was very clear that they were trying to hurt this player. So does Riley, is Riley still punished if they win? Yeah, is there still an inquiry or anything like that? We, I mean, we have to remember this is way before social media so like it wouldn't catch like if that were to happen now the, like that would catch some serious waves oh yeah well what we um what we talked about last time is it came to light because um larson, larson who was banks friend, he was a squealer and now since the hawks win and now he's happy about getting the win does he need to squeal squeal and he's like hey you know if i squeal this ruins the so, dynasty so we're calling into question larson's character yeah exactly. I, like this. <laughs> I like this he i mean i would i would love to see his like inner turmoil over this you know do you tell him because it's the right thing or you know do you essentially single-handedly ruin the greatest peewee hockey dynasty of all time but i, I don't know it's it would be pretty easy to call him a front runner but when he squealed they weren't i mean they were still in command well they had just lost the, the dynasty was over as far as those kids like now it's like they just lost to this, this team and 
Like the, oh, well, okay, okay, I guess after. I think the game. Kevin's talking about like when Larson goes, like, "What did during, you do?" Yeah, exactly. Like during the game, in the moment. Yeah. Like they were still in the Hawks were still in command of that game. You know, right. But, yeah, I think that that moment I think affected Larson, and I think a loss kind of pushed him past like over yeah. the edge to squib. But I think. If they win, like he still feels uneasy about it and he's unsure about it, but he's like, "Hey, we won, so might as well just maybe like at their like ten year high school reunion, he's like, "Oh yeah, that was all Riley, like yeah he he ordered that hit on you, basically, yeah, so maybe, but by that time, it's you know under the rug, mm-hmm. over the bridge, whatever whatever <laughs> that's they say. all right, into the closet. you were right the first time under the rug, <laughs> I guess, yeah, all right. Anyway, so McGill is still punished though, because I mean McGill's a little piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that kid's in juvie, and then he's in he's in whatever state penitentiary is in Minnesota. I don't know. Do you know? I bet it's the Minnesota State Penitentiary. <laughs> well, no, because there's like Rikers and New Jersey. Come on, man. There's like names for these things. Okay. Well, it's gonna become the McGill State Penitentiary oh, when he's he's gonna run that place. Okay, yeah. but calling out hits on everyone. Yeah, so McGill is still punished, though. Like, once he takes the hit, I mean, we can establish, like, what happens after, like, as he grows up, I guess, but that doesn't really answer our question about what happens if they win. So McGill is penalized. He goes to box. He only gets two minutes, I believe. But he's obviously, it was obviously a cheap shot. He's still got to be punished. So how does, what is it? Does, is his punishment the same? Well, and does how- Riley... The Riley's not getting him out game, of it. According to the outcome of the game? I don't think yeah. Riley punishes him because he was following orders. Yeah. You're going to punish a kid for following Why orders? Why the hell would I think, Riley punish no, him? No, I think the league has to punish him. Does the league know that it's a hit, though? Does the league find the out? the Hawks win, they're still the Golden Goose. Name. Okay, so you're saying that the league doesn't know if Larson doesn't squeal. Exactly. I think the league sees it, sees that play, and says, that was a cheap shot. we got to punish this kid. The I think kid you say, the coach? Well, the they don't know at that point that Riley called the hit. Well, I you think, don't think they'd get him in the in like the box, not like the box. I was so. doing the fist bump. <laughs> oh, like, hold was... on, look at the tape. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it. They're like a twelve. Twelve year olds are going to do cheap shots. All right, you're gonna in every and it's not like he swung like a fist. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely a cheap shot. Everyone said, okay, look, he's twelve. Yeah, but you it know, was he's, premeditated. They don't know that. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. They don't know that, and you cannot That's tell the key. Ju- That's just the, from. I guess that depends on uh, on whether or not McGill. Because if you look at the the scenario, it's like doesn't Banks have like a breakaway? Yeah, he just pushes him from behind. That's a good point, and then he runs into the post. So it's like not that big of a cheap shot. That is a great point by you, Tom. It's. I think there's there's no like official inquiry unless there are rumblings that it was like a hit put out on. But I don't think that gets out unless Larson squeals, and so McGill is still on the team. Okay, and then and and also in that scenario, Riley would protect him like till the day he dies. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, to protect his own. Yeah, team. McGill's gonna make the team every year. And yeah. okay, so Hawks win. Does everyone? We I mean, obviously after they lost, we established that Riley's gone, McGill's gone, Larson squeals, he's gone. If they win, is it just business as usual? Everyone returns and they have a grand old time. I think um, they win, and the next year they just dominate because they got they realize how close they were to losing to District Five, and they just you know 
beat the shit out of everyone and go undefeated the next season. Unless Larson has a serious crisis of conscience. Oh, he squeals yeah. later on. Yeah, like like mid season the next year, and just like takes it all down. Well, I think also you realize that if maybe if Banks had been like really badly like hurt, like his career had been effective and like he had to give up hockey or something, I think he did. But we're established that Banks is okay after that. Like we see him skating around it in the beginning of D two, and he would have been like yeah. continuing to play no matter what. What if Banks is really pissed off though? And he knows and he hears rumblings that, like, Riley had... Oh, yeah, so I know. can imagine... Because Lar- Larson and, and Banks, we've kind of said that they're still buddies. They probably, like, hang out with each yeah. other. So Larson... Like is one just night like, they get drunk. Maybe not. <laughs> when they're maybe they're, 12, they're eating a bunch 10? of pixie Sorry. sticks or something. They're all hyper. Maybe one time when they're 13, they get drunk. <laughs> all right, I don't... All right, all right. <laughs> so so maybe Larson, like, tells Banks, and it's like, yeah... Because they probably talk about the game, and it's like, yeah, that was a close game. It was a good game, and... Banks is like, yeah, that that shot that McGill put on me, and then Larson probably like, hey man, I gotta come clean. That was a that was a hit, and then I can imagine Banks being upset about it, but not really, uh, not really knowing what to do. And then maybe Banks' dad gets involved. Oh, because I think if Larson just tells Banks, there nothing happens. Banks I don't know. Banks like, always seemed to me like he could be he could snap. Like maybe Banks finds out about this and then just goes and beats the shit out of McGill. Like to no, a I don't think Banks is that tough though. I, yeah, Banks isn't that tough. If if Banks, but like with like a stick or a, a bat or a you know like oh, I don't so think he's trying so. to murder him. And not maybe not murder him. Maybe he does accidentally. I mean, <laughs> you know, with a bat covered okay. in barbed wire. I who knows. I think because the the injury isn't that serious, like Banks is okay. I think it's it's not. And it's not like Banks yeah. was super attached to the Ducks, really. I think he learned a lot from the Ducks, but okay. I, I think winning with that championship and like the team rallying around Banks being hurt and them winning kind of endeared Banks to the team. But it's like they rallied around him and then they lost. So Banks is like, "All right, I need to find like a better team to play on." Okay, so two quick points before we gotta wrap it up here. So Banks loses to his former team. Does that have any sort of effect on him? Uh, he, I think he, he goes to a different league, and especially if he goes to the Goodwill Games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Banks ever plays with the Ducks again. And yeah, and also I think he and his family are in the situation where they can move and go wherever they need to go, or you know, what's in the best interest of Banks. So, you know, they're they're they obviously are family of means. Yeah, so they can go and wherever they need to go. So I think he'll be, you know. Okay. I think he kind of just gets detached from them. and. Okay. Second point. We mentioned Hawks come back. They run train on the whole league, basically. Are the Ducks part of that? Are they? Are, do they come back into the league? I think they, uh, they're still a team and they're still the Ducks. I'm not sure if Gordon is coaching them, though. Okay. Yeah, it's like Jesse's dad and they're just a fucking mess. Uh, they, they probably like... Do all right. They win a few games. They make the playoffs as like the sixth seed. But like Jesse's got a drug problem. Goldberg's got a sandwich problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a disaster. I don't think Jesse has a drug problem, but Goldberg definitely has a sandwich problem. Goldberg probably. Oh, Goldberg probably like ate himself into a coma. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was probably really upset about that because you know he gives up. Gives up the game-winning goal in overtime. And maybe yeah, he does move to Philly true. afterward too. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's maybe a good the point. one thing that kept them there was the, the success of the Ducks. Wow. Okay. 
That's a good. So maybe the core of the Ducks is gone. Banks isn't back. Goldberg yeah. isn't back. I mean, maybe Jesse maybe, and maybe Gee finally seals the deal with Connie, and then she's pregnant, and they can't. And they she can't play anymore. <laughs> yeah, these twelve-year-olds—they got weird lives. Yeah. All right, we're getting way out of hand now. Not that the first. Not that we're, <laughs> gen- not that we're generally on. Track. Yeah. All right. Anyway, if you got theories, you know where to find us. TheQuackTech.com. On Twitter, at QuackTechPod. iTunes. Give us a five-star review, first of all, and then give us your theory. We're racking up the five-star reviews. Keep it going, kids. And we'll get to D2 and D3, I guess, next episode. We were expecting to only talk ten minutes on it, and then on each one, and then this one went 30. So I don't know what's going to happen on the next two. So you can sit tight on that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.